Making the community a healthier place is always at the forefront of what we're doing at the Portage Health Foundation. And one of the ways we're doing that is with the PHF podcast. I'm Michael Babcock, and I host this podcast where we tell the stories of the people, organizations, projects, and events that are focused on improving the health of our community. From meeting the people behind the scenes at our farmers markets, understanding more about our local education, emergency services, nonprofit, or criminal justice systems, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply search Portage Health Foundation. Welcome into Copper Country today for August 8th. I'm Grant Busetta. The first segment is being spent with MTech Smart Zone's new CEO, David Rowe. This program brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more about them at phfgive.org. Dave, welcome to the program. I guess we'll start right away with the Quick Start event that's coming up real soon, the 17th, which is next Tuesday. Well, thank you, Grant. Um, one of the upcoming programs we have with the MTech Smart Zone is on Tuesday, August 17th at 6 p.m. at the Portage Lake District Library. Jason Mack, who runs our Smart Start program, is going to give a brief presentation to explain our Smart Start program. This is geared towards budding entrepreneurs and founders of companies or people that, quite frankly, have a business idea. Codify a business around that and determine whether or not it's something that they should pursue more, more seriously and more aggressively. So again, that's uh, Tuesday, August 17th at 6 p.m. at the Portage Lake District Library. We invite people who've ever thought about starting their own business or maybe have an idea for a new product or new service. Come on in, meet Jason. He'll tell you about our Smart Start program and uh, begin the dialogue of, uh, of evaluating your idea and giving you some, some suggestions and ideas in terms of how you may want to proceed with, uh, with pursuing that opportunity. So in this particular instance, we're talking about the very beginning of a business cycle. It's somebody who may only have an idea in their head. If they have anything written down, it might be on a whiteboard, that very broad strokes, but nothing major, no set strategy. But I am assuming that the smart zone will deal with businesses that are much further along in the process. The mission of the smart zone, I want to focus on that just briefly, is sure. to accelerate high-tech business growth to build a prosperous economy in the region. So how do you do that? Uh, you know, we're in competition with other parts of the state and certainly other states in the nation and globally to attract, grow, develop, and retain high-tech business or business in general. So the, the goal is to, to create meaningful career opportunities in our part of the UP and our part of the state and, and the state as a whole. Um, we're... Uh, Codified in 2002 as an entity of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, and uh, MTech stands for Michigan Tech Enterprise Corporation. So one of our primary focuses is to work with Michigan Tech researchers to take the emerging technology that they're working on, looking to commercialize that, take that off the bench top or the computer screen or wherever they're working on, and what does it take to commercialize that? Create a business around that such that you can go to market, uh, create demand for your product or service, find people who want it, who will buy it, pay for it, <laughs> and ultimately uh, create jobs in the area as a result of that. So, so that from ideation to uh, research, uh, commercialization, funding, all of those sorts of things and many steps along the way, and in many cases, a researcher or an entrepreneur or a founder, they really don't understand what it takes to, to fund their idea, what it takes to bring that to market, 
intellectual property issues, a whole litany of, of issues that are necessary to create a, a, a business that will be successful. So that's a big part of our mission at the MTech Smart Zone. Speaking of intellectual property, if there's a researcher at Tech who mm -hmm. has an idea, mm -hmm. does that idea belong to him or her, well, <laughs> or does it belong to the university? Well, well, well typically it's, it belongs to the university, I, I, and that's my understanding is that, that that's university intellectual property. However, people who who have uh, patented technology, uh, they can work with the university to obtain a license for that. In fact, uh, Michigan Tech has an Office of Commercialization and Innovation. They've got a great team there, and part of their mission is to work with these researchers to commercialize their technology. And again, they'll license that technology back to the company. And ultimately, if the company is successful, that creates a revenue stream back to the university. And that's something that Michigan Tech has been actively engaged in for, for uh, some period of time now. But the pipeline on this is very long for these companies to, to, to develop. So ultimately, Tech is realizing some revenue from licensing. But ultimately, that revenue stream will grow stronger and stronger and stronger as the years progress. And quite frankly, when you look at peer group institutions and tier one research institutions, institutions throughout the country, the MITs of the world, the Stanfords of the world, those uh, Georgia Techs, they have a, a significant stream of revenue from licensing the IP that emanated in their institution and was ultimately commercialized. So that, that will bring benefits to Michigan Tech and again, the, the local economy is, as these companies hire um, people to, uh, to, to operate their manufactured products and, 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 and services. If nothing else, it's essentially free advertising. I think of Stanford with all the biomedical engineering that goes on out there, and then, of course, Silicon Valley, and they've kind of leveraged that as being, hey, we're the, the startup university, and you can use that to attract new new students and new talent. Well, well, again, universities have a competition, right? So the competition is for, 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 for researchers, for faculty members, staff, of course, and, and students. So um, a university that has a vibrant uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem embedded within the university is attractive to a, a large number of students who, you know, have this idea that they want to own and operate their business someday. So they look to universities that may facilitate that type of growth and, uh, and entrepreneurial spirit. So certainly Michigan Tech is addressing that and attracting students of that ilk. And of course, you meant, you know, we talked about a couple of the other leading institutions in, in the country, and they do have that reputation. So there's a there's a lot of incentive for universities like Michigan Tech, you know, these STEM institutions that have very, very sound academic programs to facilitate that entrepreneurial spirit and commercialized technology that comes out of their university. So it's 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 a win-win for the university and the local economy. I know that when MTech, the Smart Zone, had their Return North job fair. Yep, yep. They were also collaborating with the one in Marquette and then the one over in Sault Ste. Marie. That's correct. You kind of mentioned that technology is kind of our niche. If somebody has an idea that doesn't fit neatly in that particular sector of the economy, do you pass it to a different Smart Zone or can you handle it within MTech? How does that work? We all have a similar mission and how we accomplish that and what types of startup organization or entities or founders we deal with, you know, it, it does vary uh, a, a little bit across the UP. Um, 
Innovate Marquette is the smart zone in Marquette, and they're a satellite of the MTech smart zone. That was part of our mission with MTech was to sponsor uh, and help establish a satellite, and Innovate Marquette is exactly that. The Sault Ste. Marie Smart Zone is, a, is another entity uh, in the UP that has a similar mission. And uh, part of our, our uh, charge and, and responsibility is to coordinate activity you know, across the spectrum in the UP and, and with other smart zones uh, throughout the state of Michigan. There are 20 uh, th scattered throughout the state of Michigan, and, uh, and we all work to coordinate our activity, and, and there may, may be some opportunities in some regions that are better suited in others and whatnot. So, so we work collaboratively to ultimately benefit, you know, our region and, and the state of Michigan as a whole. What does your relationship with the MEDC look like? How often are they up here? I know the lieutenant governor has been up here. I'm assuming that was them kind of pulling the strings to make that happen. Well, so. well you know, that's certainly part of it. You know, the MEDC, uh, the, the smart zones uh, fall under their umbrella, and that's one of their their missions. There, there's business development. There's community development. There, there are various aspects within MEDC. We have a, uh, a regional coordinator that we work with close, closely. There are some visits upcoming uh, that haven't been announced yet, but but you'll you'll see some things uh, soon uh, once schedules are finally determined, and uh, we'll see activity on that front. And uh, 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 again, we do much of this, you know, when we have folks of that nature come to the UP frequently, it's a, it's a Marquette, it's a Houghton, it's a Sault Ste. Marie stop, those sorts of things. So we coordinate that activity as well. I know that when the city of Houghton had to make the pitch for the peer project, yep. and that was mm -hmm. through the MEDC. Correct. This yep. is more maybe the community side that's, of things. That's exactly. That's but exactly. But they did have to make the pitch to the strategic fund. Correct. Do you guys deal with that type of... Uh, level of the hierarchy well we we do a little bit and you know the funding sources you know of course there's the, the global funding sources and then uh to, to to my knowledge you know their priorities are established for the funding and different uh entities within medc or other state agencies are involved in uh, in prioritizing how those funds are spent and again the the waterfront project in Houghton, which is a great project, very exciting. Uh, it's it's a fantastic opportunity to devote statewide resources and invest here in in Houghton. Uh, you know that's important. There's activity in, in Hancock um, that uh, follows a similar pattern, and you know part of the the goal is to bring investment in into Houghton and Hancock in the Western UP, and uh, the MEDC is one of those funding sources under various programs. I know that Hancock is getting a new business park, and mm -hmm. that comes all the way from the uh, Department of Commerce, I believe, at the federal level. That's that's correct. And, of course, uh, uh, federal sources of funding, uh, EDA grants, you know, those sorts of things, those are, those are in fact, you know, we're actively engaged in, in the, the very early stages of pursuing an EDA grant for this region uh, to focus on uh, business development, industrial clusters, those sorts of things. So uh, uh, that's activity that, that we coordinate with other economic development organizations like KEDA and Whoopiter, InvestUP, uh, those types of agencies. We coordinate our activities to bring that kind of resource to the area. So it's a very, and some of those processes, very heavy lift, very long, uh, uh, process and very competitive, you know, with, with entities throughout the entire country. So uh, we try to pool our resources, 
such that we have a successful application and, and again, bring that investment to our area. What are you guys seeing as far as remote work and maybe people moving to the Keweenaw that even a couple of years ago, it probably wouldn't have brought that type of talent up here? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And um, there, there's a couple of things, uh, certainly COVID, we've all heard, you know, change agent, right? COVID certainly uh, was a change agent on a number of fronts. And as companies uh, would move their employees to remote, you know, working from home or other remote location, uh, uh, they've learned that some some jobs and some functions can be done very effectively. In, in fact, some companies more efficiently uh, with people working remotely and others, you know, they need that face-to-face, you know, hands and eyes on the work kind of contact. So, so as various businesses in the economy sorts through that, certainly there'll be implications down the road. And one of the things that uh, that we will see, I think, is a pretty broad mix of remote and hands-on work. And and one of the programs at the Smart Zone, it's called the Talent Bridge. Uh, I've got firsthand knowledge of that. Uh, but six and a half years ago for a company in Iron Mountain called Systems Control, I um, opened and pioneered an office here at the Talent Bridge in the MTech Smart Zone such that uh, we could develop a pipeline of talent of students graduating newly minted engineers from Michigan Tech and also attract talent, maybe people that didn't want to live in Iron Mountain or wherever, but were interested in coming back to Houghton. Maybe they were a student, fell in love with the area, had to leave to find a meaningful career opportunity, always wanted to come back, or people that um, that simply wanted to stay in the Houghton area. So with, with uh, Talent Bridge clients, it's a great opportunity for them to set up remote offices it's a variant on the remote work theme, right? But a remote office in a place like Houghton and Hancock where there's a lot of uh, high-tech talent, you know, the STEM focus of Michigan Tech and uh, other entrepreneurs and the spirit of innovation that's resident here. I mean, that that's a very attractive environment for, for companies to establish a remote location to attract the talent they need to get the job done uh, for their business. So the Talent Bridge program is a, is a great example of that. In fact, uh, I just had a call yesterday from a, a company based in Ann Arbor that's looking to, to locate a, uh, a small uh, office in this area. And the Talent Bridge program is highly conducive to getting them started in this area. Uh, so those are the types of things that, that, again, further the economic base and growth and development of this area. As far as the different programs that the Smart Zone offers, does it look fairly similar to when it started, or have you really expanded the variety of well, different options? Well, it, it certainly has evolved over the years, and again, you know, I'm more, I'm probably more uh, uh, familiar with the last five to six years of being a being a client uh, of the Smart Zone under the Talent Bridge program. But uh, programming has expanded. The Return North event, which is a basic, you know, a career fair for early and mid and later stage uh, individuals in their careers to, you know, again, these people that may have had to leave the area to to establish a meaningful career, but looking for ways to come back. And again, we've got a a budding entrepreneurial ecosystem here. There are many, many companies in the region that are doing a fantastic job providing goods and services that are shipped nationwide and even globally, but they need talent, right? So that Return North is a variation of that Michigan Tech's career fair, which is very, very successful, but more for for mid and, and later level career people. Connect those people that want to come back 
with companies locally that need that. So that's a relatively new program at the Smart Zone. FinZone is another one. It's, uh, it's a mechanism whereby we're interfacing with companies in Finland who are looking to uh, onshore manufacturing in the United States. Well, if they're interested in the U.S., well, let's take advantage of our cultural heritage here and our, uh, again, spirit of innovation. Let's Why not attract these companies from Finland to the UP and, and have them establish their manufacturing or R&D uh, facilities here. So that's another relatively new program in the smart zone. So we'll continue to evolve as we go forward. Do I know exactly what's on the horizon? And can I, you know, in the near and term and longer term? Yeah, I've got some ideas, but as we move forward, you know, we'll talk about those and codify those concepts and, and, and certainly establish new programming. Now, if you have an idea, does everything run fairly locally? Are you autonomous? Can you decide what you want to do as far as the MTech smart zone goes? Or do you have to go through, say, the MEDC? They wouldn't necessarily go to the MEDC. What They would come to, to us, mm-hmm. as an example, either through our smart start program or our transformative technologies program. That's, you know, we, we seek those individuals who have an idea and, and part of it is funding. And much of the funding that we've been able to facilitate in this area isn't government funding, it's private investment. It's seed funding from individuals who are looking for opportunities to invest in emerging technology. It's angel funding, um, uh, angel, there, there are a number of angel networks throughout the state where private individuals get together, evaluate business opportunities, and decide to fund those either individually or in small groups. And then there's venture capital funding. So for people who have a business idea and they need funding to grow it, it's not necessarily going to the MEDC. They would come to a smart zone organization like MTech and the resources we have internally to first help those people commercialize their product analyze the market, develop the manufacturing resources they may need or, 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 or for their good or service. And then if funding is a part of that, and typically that's a critical component, uh, then we have resources whereby we facilitate connecting people with either private investment, and certainly there are some government, uh, either state or federal programs where there are grant opportunities available uh, to fund business startups and and. Again, the goal is to create economic development and sustainable jobs in the area. Why don't we talk about your biography a little bit, Dave? I know that you're fairly new to the executive director position. So how did you how did you get here? Well, <laughs> well uh, Monday was my first day on the job as CEO of the MTech Smart Zone. So uh, I'm born and raised in Calumet, and. Uh, Spent uh, uh, time I- at Michigan Tech. I have two degrees at Michigan Tech, uh, undergraduate degrees. One's in biology, one is in business. And then uh, I was an entrepreneur myself, started a small business. And then as I was doing that, I realized, you know, I needed a more formal business background. So I went to Michigan State University, got an MBA in finance from the Eli Broad College of Management and uh, yeah, with a minor in marketing. And my first uh, position out of that was with DNN Bank. It's now Huntington Bank. Uh, I worked at the headquarters in Hancock. I was the director of marketing and operations development. And after some time in that role, the entrepreneurial bug bit me. And I moved to Denver and I spent about 19 years uh, primarily based in the Denver area, growing a group of businesses 
to six corporate entities with 17 locations from Atlanta to Denver to St. Louis to Seattle to Portland and places in between. And uh, came back to the area, uh, unwound my involvement in that in November of 2013 and came back to the area and found this all these companies that were doing fantastic things in this budding entrepreneurial ecosystem had taken root and was growing. And uh, after a few months of retirement, I got called to help out a a high technology manufacturing company in Calumet as their VP of business development and chief financial officer. So worked on two completely different aspects of the business, but I had experience in both areas and really enjoyed that experience. And then uh, Uh, A little over six years ago with Systems Control, they were looking at establishing a footprint in Houghton such that they could uh, take advantage of people who wanted to live and work in the Houghton area and also develop this pipeline of talent from Michigan Tech to Systems Control in Iron Mountain. So I spent the last uh, six, six and a half years uh, running that entity as well as engaging in business development as the company expanded manufacturing capacity I spent time uh, engaging customers from Detroit to Houston and and many points in between and, and such that we uh, established new relationships and uh, manufactured products here in the UP and shipped them uh, uh, nationwide. So, And I became aware of the CEO position, uh, the opening, and thought that this would be a great capstone uh, for my career to be able to take my entrepreneurial experience, some of my academic background and my larger business experience uh, and, and and utilize those skills and experiences to help help clients of the smart zone. Again, our focus is on the client base. We are laser focused on helping those folks uh, codify their business concepts and create viable companies to employ people in this area. And uh, I'm excited to be here, uh, looking forward to, to working with our, the great team we have We've got uh, and our board of directors, and then again, working with the other local development, uh, uh, economic development entities to, uh, to, to fulfill our mission. When you're dealing with a company around mm-hmm. here, when do you know that your work is done? When can you say, well, all right, uh, well, you know, they, they don't need us anymore. We've gotten them to the point where they're essentially self-sufficient. Is that what you're well, looking well, at? Well, that, that's the ultimate goal. And we talk about companies graduating from the program. And in fact, that's that's a that's an ongoing dialogue. And and it, typically that would, that would occur um, after their perhaps seed funding, angel funding, maybe they're out there doing a series A or B round of funding, or quite frankly, when they've gotten to the point where they're, they're generating revenue, uh, their product is in the market or their services in the market, they've, they've obtained customers. And, and as they grow and mature and learn their business, you know, there's, we, you know, you know ultimately you come to a point in time where, um, where they, 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 they learn to, to walk and then run on their own and, and sustain themselves. Certainly, we're available for for advising and, and mentoring and consulting, you know, along the entire uh, way, and continue to help support existing businesses that are firmly established. So, in in a sense, they never completely graduate and leave the family, but uh, you know, over time, uh, they sustain themselves and and uh, have less of a need for the types of resources that we offer. Given the focus in technology, obviously that can be kind of a broad field. 
do you think that there's, is there like a general template or is every business unique? Every business, do they have different needs? Well, you know, certainly in the high tech realm, there's, there are many, many different needs, uh, many routes to commercialization and realizing success. Many of the principles are the same. You know, you've got you've to either create a product or service that's marketable, that there is a market de- demand. Who is that? What are the competitors in that market space? Okay, how do you bring it to that market? What resources do you need to manufacture or further develop that service to deliver that to the marketplace? How do you get those people to pay for it? <laughs> you know, all of those simple things. And then how do you, how do you deal with comp- competition? And in the IP realm, you know, with uh, new technology, how do you make sure what you need to do to protect yourselves such that people can borrow your idea, to put it nicely, and take your business away from you? So uh, there's no one template or one uh, blanket that, that fits all. Uh, but uh, there are variations on that theme, and that's part of part of our goal is to maintain that flexibility and help our clients identify, you know, what might be just over the horizon or around the corner, what what threats and opportunities might be there. So that's part of the decision making process that we help facilitate. And and again, if people are laser focused on solving a technical issue, they they're probably not thinking about all of these other types of things that are important to establishing and um, growing a successful business. So our, that's our role. And uh, again, there's no one, one size fits all in that realm, depending on high tech, low tech um, variation of a, of a current uh, technology or application, new application for something existing uh, already. Uh, we have to be flexible and recognize that people you know, may need to address uh, opportunities differently. I always say in journalism, one of the best parts of the job is that I'm always learning something new because I'm dealing with people from a wide variety of uh, backgrounds. It could be governments, it could be private businesses, it could be, you know, eyewitnesses to, you know, some sort of event, whatever it happens to be. I'm always learning something new and I try never to portray myself as being an expert in this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but at least i'm learning more than what i you know knew the day before i'm guessing being on the staff at the smart zone you kind of had that that same experience well absolutely that's that's a great point and um that's one of the exciting parts about this opportunity is that the opportunity to to learn new things and and meet new people develop relationships and quite frankly part of our role is to to pull together uh help people establish networks such that you know their idea or their company, their technology might find you know broader uh, utilization or a bigger market, and um, that's one of the great things about this opportunity. And quite frankly, the spirit of innovation in this area, there's a lot of collaboration that's going on. People are very supportive of each other, and we're all looking to help our fellow youpers in this particular instance, you know, realize success. So that's the exciting thing. And then on the other, you look globally. I mean. If you study successful entrepreneurs, one of the common themes is that they talk about the need for continuous improvement, continuous learning, warn about the danger of, of closing your eyes to new thought and, and new innovation because is people will frequently say, as soon as you start doing that, well, then you're gonna become obsolete yourself. So continuous learning is, is, is critical. And that's one of the things that, that we try to expose at the MTech Smart Zone. and, and impart that upon our our clients. 
New MTech Smart Zone CEO David Rowe. Thank you for joining me on Copper Country today. After the break, I'm talking to Deb Mann and John Diebel from Hancock about the dog park and what you can do to help make it a reality. 